This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today, parts four and five of the Twitter files are released. Thousands of migrants are caught on video pouring across the southern border, and the Biden administration's transgender agenda is dealt a legal blow. Gosh darn you, I hate to see it. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, and today's episode is brought to you by Healthy Cell. Uh, They've got a really fantastic multivitamin. My whole family takes these religiously. Uh, They've got a bunch of stuff to help you with sleep, with focus, immune boost, whatever you need. They taste delicious, and it is going to be a gel that you are going to uh, just pop back, and it's going to give you maximum absorption. You can go to HealthyCell.com slash news. That is HealthyCell.com. Use code NEWS for 20% off of your first order. I am joined today by Jason Buttrell, Chief Researcher of the Glenn Beck Program, also joined by uh, Blaze TV contributor John Doyle, host of Heck Off Commie, who does have content out. This is true. Yeah, got to go check it out over at, um, at the YouTubes. Uh, well, I mean, for now, <laughs> because we're about to go through these Twitter files, and I just like to remind people, what happens over at YouTube and Facebook is probably like quadruple mm-hmm. what we've uncovered at Twitter. So who knows how long even this program will be allowed there. Someone did a, like a little meme and it was had like an iceberg and it just said yeah. the Twitter file. <laughs> you saw that. But yeah. underneath it, all of it was everything we don't know about all the others. I'm sure it's extensive. Oh, it's got to be. Um, and, you know, you got to wonder if we ever will know any of those probably about not. those other companies. Probably not. Um, so let's get to the... Uh, I feel like anytime, so we tape early on Friday and a little earlier than normal. And it's burned me so many freaking times that like news will drop after we've taped the show, but before the, the, the show actually airs. And so I think that that was what happened here in this particular situation. Twitter files part four dropped. And I was like, oh, Cool. So uh, the show that we just taped is totally irrelevant now. And, That's great. And the Fauci files might drop really soon. Yeah. Well, d- please don't jinx it. Maybe <laughs> yeah. they've dropped by the time people are reading this. I don't know. But um, so we've got the fourth installment and the fifth installment of the Twitter files. Uh, the, the fourth revealed new information about the actions that led to Twitter banning President Donald Trump after the January 6th riot. This was given to uh, blogger Michael Schellenberger, and he revealed that Jack Dorsey was actually on vacation at the time of uh, January 6th and all all of the events that uh, led up to that point and left Twitter's overwhelmingly progressive staff and senior executives in charge while he was gone. Uh, Yoel Roth, who is former Twitter global lead of trust and safety, played a large part in banning Trump. And Schellenberger revealed back in 2017, Roth tweeted, yes, that person in the pink hat is clearly a bigger threat to your brand of feminism than actual Nazis in the White House, which is totally biased, uh, totally unbiased and objective, as you would expect. Uh, January 7th, 
Jack Dorsey emailed his employees saying Twitter needs to remain consistent in its policies, including the right of users to return to Twitter after a temporary suspension. And he later excitedly DM'd his colleagues that Jack Dorsey had approved repeat offender for civic integrity, which created a system where five violations, which are strikes, uh, would result in permanent suspension. One of the people in his little chat said progress and asked, does this affect our approach to Trump, who I think we publicly said has one remaining strike, or does the incitement to violence aspect change that calculus? Roth responded to that colleague, Trump continues to have just his one strike remaining. This is for everything else. So Trump was still at that point allowed to be on the platform. Uh, there was perhaps one person, one colleague who expressed some concern over uh, you know, free speech and perhaps that this is kind of a dictatorial problem. They said this now appears to be a fiat by an online platform CEO with a global presence that can gatekeep speech for the entire world. Um, another tweet showed a conversation between a confused senior executive and Roth. The executive asked, Jack says we will permanently suspend Trump if our policies are violated after a 12-hour account lock. What policies is Jack talking about? Roth said for internal awareness, this would be any policy violation, not just related or limited to elections. So he also said that uh, due to unique circumstances that Twitter was dropping its public interest policy, which previously had let Trump stay on that platform despite the violations because uh, what Trump had to say was deemed to be, of course, relevant to the public sphere. Because remember, Previously, they had said, well, I mean, we can't shut down what a president has to say. This is a world leader. Clearly, what he has to say is important to what happens globally, and we need to keep him on here. So they altered their processes and um, in real time in order to uh, you know, adapt to the situation that the company was dealing with and get what they wanted, which, of course, was the removal of Donald Trump. So I want to I want to it's a lot. So but I want to catch you up to speed on everything that's happened and then get your take on uh, Twitter files part four and five. So part five was published by Barry Weiss earlier today. And she said that um, January 8th, the Washington Post published an open letter signed by over 300 Twitter employees that they were you know, demanding to Jack Dorsey that Trump's ban that began. They said, we must examine Twitter's complicity in what President-elect Biden has rightly termed insurrection. Uh, Weiss also noted that on January 8th, Trump did tweet out the 75 million great American patriots who voted for me. America first and make America great again will have a giant voice long in the future. They will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape or form. So the Twitter executives at that point were trying <clears throat> to figure out if that particular tweet violated any of their policies so that they could ban him. Because, again, they're looking, they're searching, they're clamoring for a way to ban this guy and permanently suspend him. And uh, the staff assigned to evaluate the tweets, uh, the tweets decided that uh, he had not violated Twitter's policies. They said, I, had, I have a hard time uh, saying this is incitement. It's pretty clear he's saying the American patriots are the ones who voted for him and not the terrorists. We can call them that, right, in parentheses. From Wednesday, uh, there was another person, a Twitter policy official, Anika Navaroli, who said, I also am not seeing clear or coded incitement in the DJT tweet. Uh, I'll respond in the elections channel. And Weiss then noted that later... Uh, that same woman would go on and testify to the House January 6th committee. For months, I had been begging and anticipating and attempting to raise the reality that if nothing, if we made no intervention into what I saw occurring, people were going to die. <laughs> Quite a different tone than what she had on uh, January 8th. So they they kept going back and forth. Uh, we've got a couple more tweets here. You can go ahead and throw that up on the, sc on the screen. Twitter safety team decides uh, that Trump's tweet is also in not violation. Uh, they are unequivocal 
it's a clear no violation. It's just to say he's not attending the inauguration. And less than 90 minutes after those Twitter employees had decided that, uh, Vijaya Gaddy, Twitter's head of legal policy and trust, asked whether it could be coded incitement to further violence. So then a few minutes later, the Twitter employees on the scaled enforcement team suggested that uh, he may have violated the, the Twitter Twitter glorification of violence <clears throat> policy if you interpret the phrase American patriots to refer, of course, to the rioters. I mean, you see this that happening in real time. They're like, wait, but if we pretend that this means this and then we pretend that this means this, we actually can get him on this. So uh, they said members of the team came to view him as the leader of a terrorist group responsible for violence, <laughs> deaths comparable to Christchurch shooter or Hitler. And on that basis and on the totality of his tweets, he should be deplatformed. And then there was an all staff meeting with uh, Gotti and Jack Dorsey and Twitter announced Trump's permanent suspension. So quite a lot there, um, a lot to unpack. Again, I feel like I've said this several times since all of these Twitter files started coming out. <clears throat> it's not that we didn't know that these things were going on. It's just that the left continued to call us crazy people and conspiracy theorists and far-right nutjobs for suggesting that Twitter was using their platform to silence conservatives only and that they did not have a double standard. And that's the thing that I want people to take away from this. I want to get your thoughts, gentlemen. Um, but there, cl there clearly was collusion for all the talk that uh, the left had to say about Russian collusion, Russian collusion, you can't interfere in, a, in elections. That's interfering with democracy. That's a threat to democracy. Okay, well, they're suspiciously quiet on uh, the left in an entire social media platform interfering with democracy, as they would call it, especially when you're talking about what we already know from the previous Twitter files. We already know that they were having meetings with the FBI, with the DOJ. Clearly, the government was influencing what they were censoring and what they were not. And, uh, you know, it's just very frustrating to see the left continue to, uh, you know, kick the ball uh, to the other side. And you're like, okay. You guys called us crazy for all of these things that we were saying. Now, what are you going to say? Because this clearly was going on. Do you actually care about collusion? My guess is no. One of the weirdest things on this is the lack of Jack Dorsey's presence in a lot of this, which I'm not even sure if I completely and totally believe just yet, but it appears like he didn't even know what's going on. It appears like he was just like the multi-billionaire all of a sudden from Twitter, and he was just going out and partying every once in a while, being the public face. It kind of appears that way. Which he better hope that that's way. true, because if it's not, then he perjured himself to Congress. Right. I saw one back and forth between Musk and uh, Jack Dorsey when Musk says, why weren't you guys doing anything about, you know, like child porn? Mm -hmm. You know, it was like running rampant, and he said that's not true. Right. And then Musk fired back with like some actual receipts right. on it, right. which was kind of interesting. Um, but no, you're exactly right. We knew all of this stuff was going on. We just didn't know exactly how it was going on. And these little slack back and forths, also, never use Slack. I don't even use a Slack here at work. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? You never know when this stuff's going to sure come back and bite you. I'm happy to hear that. loving it right now. <laughs> um, but these little back and forths kind of show how it went. And that, and that one little rant that you, or the, the, the timeline, I think that was on January 8th when they were trying to figure mm -hmm. out how to, they're trying to figure out how to get rid of him. Right. And they're trying to figure out what rules they can bend or shape. But the progression is hilarious. So starting right off the bat, they're like, he's, you know, when he says Patriots, it's clearly talking about the people that voted for him. Yeah. There's clearly no, I think they right. said Biden. There's no, yeah, There's no, no violations. Mm -hmm. They knew it right from the beginning. And then all of a sudden, that one chick, the, which I can never pronounce her name, Viaja or whatever, yeah. she was like, wait a minute. What if it's like encrypted 3D chess type right. stuff? Right. And then all of a sudden, it spins out of control to where he's Hitler and part of a, a leader of a terrorist group. Absolutely nuts. But I mean, oh my gosh. Like, I mean, you talk about like all the other platforms that are doing stuff like this. 
I, w- I bet it. I bet it is worse because it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like it was a top-down. This is how we're running our company. This is who we're going to censor and all this stuff. It didn't really sound like it was working that way. It was like some of the people behind the scenes just manipulating it on their own. But I mean, places like Google, for crying out loud, like they. I mean, we've seen their studies where they purposely. Um, mess with the search uh, you know, results yeah. so that they can basically brainwash people. Influence elections. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is just a small tip of the iceberg. I, I, don't, I don't think we'll find out from the other, some of the other uh, companies, but they can't deny it anymore. Yeah, the danger is not abroad. The call is coming from inside the house, John, when it comes to interfering in our elections and threatening that a, democracy. What was that movie, Black Christmas? Is a 1970s slasher reference. Oh. Very timely <laughs> reference. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see like the way that they act on Facebook. You know, your relatives calling you a Nazi for disagreeing with them. That actually has infected like the literal you know Twitter institutions and all these other institutions where they think that we're like actually Nazis. And this was kind of our fault because I think that it was considered to be a very large like celebrated moral crusade for Americans to have our involvement in World War II. And then we allowed for I think education to focus largely on that when people are young. But then because the left controls the education they defined being a Nazi as simply being anti-communist and being like relatively socially conservative and so now because Trump supporters are you know anti-communist relatively social conservative therefore we are Nazis and I like to how he used the phrase these are actual Nazis implying almost he understands that like they've always used that as just a buzzword mm-hmm. but then this time they're actual Nazis and then even then it's like <laughs> not even the case so yeah I completely agree that it is good that this all came out. And I have seen some like sort of cynical takes from a lot of people who I think are younger and kind of like dopamine starved where they view a lot of politics as just entertainment. And so they're like, oh, well, we already knew this. This isn't anything new. Right. And it's like, well, do you want to be entertained or do you want to actually like take the country back? Because right. this is a prerequisite to kind of making people know that this is actually happening. We're mm-hmm. not crazy. And if it's just Twitter, like he mentioned before we started taping, imagine what else is infected yeah. if this is just Twitter coming out now. Yeah. This is what's crazy is this is become Elon Musk like it's almost like he wants to take this on more than he wants to go to Mars now like, he made a tweet I think it oh, was for today sure. I think it was today where he was like if we don't destroy uh, or defeat the what is it called they call it the woke hive mind yeah. then we've lost it all I mean it, he's gung-ho yeah well I mean imagine you know I had this conversation I know we got to take a break in a second but I had this conversation with Chad last week where you know when it when all of this first started coming out and he said that this was a violation of the First Amendment uh, you know, and this was the government colluding and all of this. And um, people were like, at the time, they had not exposed any government entities that were involved in it. And I said, this is the same thing that people said when President Trump was like, they spied on me, they were doing that, you know, and you're like, all right, crazy. That sounds a little conspiratorial. That's because he had seen what was behind the curtain already. And when you do that, you sound like the crazy person because you know so much. You give a little bit and no one else has the context. And everyone's like, yeah, right. That's not the government wasn't involved. And I said last week before it it ended up being true, I was like, I promise you, Elon Musk will come out with more to show that the FBI and the DOJ and that there were government entities that were tied to this. And I'm sure he has proof that Joe Biden's team is still going back and forth with Twitter or maybe not to this day, but was uh, up until the point of Elon's you know, takeover. So it's just it's it's I feel bad for him because a lot of the things that he's saying he's getting pushback for. And it's like he has seen behind the curtain and I'm sure that it, may, it makes you sound crazy. But really, he's just seen way too much to be able to process. Um, Really quickly, just as a preview, uh, Musk tweeted his pronouns. This is cute. He <laughs> tweeted his pronouns er- earlier this weekend were, my pronouns are prosecute slash Fauci, 
which a bunch of people were like, well, hold on. Are we, is the next Twitter installment going to be on Fauci? Are we going to get some of that dirt? He said, uh, oh, it is coming big time. So stay on the lookout for that or just, you know, watch the news and why it matters and we'll get the info to you. Uh, we've got more to come first. We want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So, you know, typically when you see an offer for a free iPhone, it's usually too good to be true. Just like freedom itself, nothing is free. Mobile phone companies not only lock you into long-term contracts, they also build the price of the phone into your bill with a bunch of hidden fees that you don't want to pay. Patriot Mobile can show you how to get that same iPhone interest-free without the games and no contract. They are, by the way, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer nationwide coverage on the best networks. It's all the same networks as the major carriers, so you're going to get the same service while supporting a company that is fighting to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. Patriot Mobile also offers a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with the coverage, you can switch to either of the three major carriers they provide for free. So you have nothing to lose to go try them out and know that you are supporting a patriotic company over at patriotmobile.com slash news. Get free activation today with the offer code news. Last night, a massive caravan of more than a thousand illegal immigrants crossed the southern border of the United States into, of course, El Paso, Texas. Here's a look at that for those of you who are watching. Um, Poi, that is That's crazy. wide open. I mean, if you talk to the Biden administration, they would say that the borders are closed and secure. I beg to differ from not just this, but the multiple, multiple videos uh, that are coming, mostly from our friend Jorge Ventura uh, over at The Daily Caller, from uh, Bill Malusian, this guy, Fox News correspondent, who has been doing impressive work on the border. By the way, I am in touch with uh, our very own Jakub Uyans, who is in El Paso right now and dealing with some, he's been sending some videos. I just need to make sure to get clearance before <clears throat> we can show them and maybe talk with him while he's out there. Um, but there's some really, really bad stuff going on. So. Uh, before the migrants crossed, Mexican police escorted nearly 20 buses full of migrants uh, into a Mexican city across from El Paso and then released them at multiple NGOs. So then they walked from the NGOs to the river, crossed illegally into El Paso. And um, let's see, the, the Chihuahua, Mexico governor said right now between 1,200 to 1,500 migrants are coming through Jimenez in the south of the state, guarded by the federal government. There is no more space in the shelters. If they arrive in uh, Ciudad Juarez, we will look out for them, but we are urgently calling on the federal government for help. Um, look, I when we talk about this issue, the, the thing that is the most disturbing to me is the left's... Um, the left's monopoly on claiming compassion for these people, right? You, if you are compassionate, if you're a compassionate person, these people just want a better life. You let them in, is what we hear from the left. What could possibly go wrong? Well, the thing is, is that there are a bunch of human traffickers who are bringing children and women over here, by the way, repeatedly raping them along the way. And uh, if, if the women and children actually end up making it and they don't die or are left to die, along the way, 
Um, it's not a good situation for them. Oftentimes they are put in the hands of people who are just going to traffic them sometimes for the rest of their lives. So it's just difficult to, to comprehend the compassion argument coming from the left. Uh, this morning, on that note, Attorney General Ken Paxton issued a statement on human trafficking in Texas saying, my office has received details concerning the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services transferring illegal alien children to the custody of adult criminals, including sex traffickers. My human trafficking and trans National Organized Crime Division is carefully reviewing those details and determining whether and how we can bring justice to these monsters and save these poor kids. What's more, we will get to the bottom of how the Biden administration is facilitating these horrors since we know its open border policies are a key driver of human trafficking and child sex trafficking. Um, I just want to give kudos to Attorney General Ken Paxton, who has been really tremendous on this particular issue and on suing the Biden administration when he can. But remember, he can't do it all. And it seems that we have a governor who is unwilling. Trust me when I tell you, O'Rourke would have been a lot worse. I'm not saying we should have not voted for Governor Abbott, but what the hell is he doing <clears throat> allowing this to continue, knowing that the federal government is not, what, what is the federal government gonna do? We see what they're doing. So grow some balls and do something and stand up to them rather than just continuing to allow this to happen. Oh, but he did do something. He declared an invasion. Right. And and did, did and what? did what? Right. He declared it on Twitter. What the hell else has he done? Yeah, I, yeah, I I don't understand what they're doing and that that seems to be more of kind of what we see from Abbott, mm -hmm. you know, which is disappointing, but ever since COVID, a lot of lip service, but not a whole lot of follow through, which is pretty much the GOP, you know, in summation, you know, over the past forever. Mm -hmm. um, I remember back during the Obama time when we were talking about the border, they were getting hundreds and hundreds. And this D his sec uh, DHS secretary at the time, was it Jade Johnson, Jensen, something like that, said that, oh, if we get a thousand people coming across the border, then, uh, you know, a day, then we'll have a crisis. Well, this was that video was a thousand people right. plus just in one sitting. Right. The Border Patrol said in the past 48 hours, so yesterday and the day before, they had 16,000 in a 48 hour period. 8,000 per day. So you're eight times what you would have declared a crisis for back under Obama. Mm. This is the dis this is the dismantling of our mm -hmm. country right now. Mm -hmm. It's obviously there's there's side effects like this where you're having human trafficking, which is awful, it's horrible. Um, what else is going on besides that? I mean, fentanyl is mm -hmm. being brought across. People are dying from that. But but beyond that, it's just not sustainable. Mm -hmm. They know this. They knew this when they started seeing them uh, migrants showing up to places like not migrants when you say this illegal alien showing up to places like uh, Martha's Vineyard yeah. or New York when a couple of thousand drove them to call in the National yeah, Guard. Was like, this is this is a crisis. We can't handle this many. Uh, 2,000? Okay, th that's a couple of hours here in Texas and Arizona. Right. That's all that is. In right. one, you know, one spot, a couple of hours. Yeah, one small border town doesn't have the capacity to be able to handle uh, that much of an influx of people. Um, John, on the, on the topic of compassion, I would say let's have some compassion for the American people. This doesn't seem compassionate to any of the American people to bring all of these people in and, you know, cause all of this destruction. Oftentimes they're not, not properly vetted. We just discussed child, child sex trafficking, human trafficking. Doesn't feel very compassionate.
to uh, to your fellow citizen. No, it's exactly the opposite. And, you know, the oath that they swear when they swear an oath to uphold the Constitution is for the American people. I mean, the American government exists for the American people, and they swear an oath to the Constitution, which was written. I mean, it even says, for ourselves and for our posterity, meaning our descendants, not descendants from all over the world. We're not this, like, you know, economic zone for everybody to go to if they want, like, a better life. I mean, where are we supposed to go if we want a better life? I mean, right. we have to stay here. I think it's Ronald Reagan that said maybe, like, if America falls, there's nowhere else to go. And that's absolutely true, and you're importing these populations who are fundamentally incompatible with American culture. And the voting reflects that, even on the second and third generation. And the Democrats know that they're only a few cycles away from passing the amnesty, getting all these new voters, and that's going to be basically irreparable for, I think, uh, the GOP in terms of like winning another federal election again. And even if you look at the economic benefits that people say they bring, if you look at like what that actually is proportionally, I think something like 98 or 99 percent of all of that increased GDP just goes to themselves and like added wages. So, you know, you'll have people coming in from India India or from China who come and they serve as an executive or they do something. The bottom line is that America and the West, broadly speaking, built the entire modern world. We have that class of people who have the innovation and the excellence and all of the things that can do that. You're not going to convince me that it's actually like, oh, Americans are so bad and so dumb and dull that we actually need all of these other people coming to fix our country. It's like, no, that's exactly the opposite of the case. Yeah. You know what pisses me off? It's because I worked in LA for a long time and a lot of this, you know, bleeding heart crap you hear from, not only from like, like, it's, that's now like far left position is now just to have open borders. That didn't used to be the case. Left wing populace yeah. used to say we need closed borders because they knew we could. Videos from Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, even Bernie Sanders. Bernie yeah. Sanders, right? Exactly. But now you get these people in Hollywood, and, you know, and they're all helping to push this too. And like, oh, and even the 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 city they live in is built to basically have a big wall of mountains in between them. They're you know over over the hills, what we used mm -hmm. to say, and then the other side of the hill, the valley. That's where all the people in, where that served them would go. That was their housekeepers. That was their gardeners. That was like all this in service. So they were fine with saying this on TV, but as long as all the people at the end of the day, they could wave to them and they had to make the long trek back over the hills and go into their little cage over right. there, they were fine with it. They are such hypocrites to this day. I cannot stand it. I think about what I, what I hear out there and oh my gosh. Yeah, it's bad. Um, by the way, I know we got to take a quick break, but uh, Governor Doug Ducey over in Arizona, of course, the outgoing governor there, um, he is uh, he's ordered construction crews to go back to the Mexican border to continue installing hundreds of double stacked shipping containers to fill the gaps in the border wall. This is after the Biden administration uh, asked him to stop and Arizona filed a lawsuit and said, no, I think we're going to go ahead and protect our borders. It'll be interesting to see how Arizona handles it once Katie Hobbs She'll tear uh, it down. replaces Ducey yeah, in January. She said she's planning to weigh, quote, all the options for settling the shipping container issue after she takes office, which is very cute that she wouldn't take a stand one way or the other until she, I mean, of course, safe and secure election uh, won that particular one without fortifying it, because how could she possibly fortify it as the secretary of the state? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm, sure it, I'm sure it was fine anyway. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how she, uh, how she shakes out on that. It's obviously an issue that affects uh, you know, people who live in Arizona as well as Texans and Californians. And <coughs> I just think it'll be interesting to see what the ramifications of letting all of this influx uh, illegal immigrants in, what the ramifications are going to be for the next couple of years, because they are going to continue to get worse and worse the longer we get into it. Um, all right. When we come back, let's talk about a uh, federal court blocking the Biden administration from forcing Christian doctors to perform transsexual mutilation services.
Over the weekend, the United States Court of Appeals for the Eighth Circuit agreed with a district court's opinion that the Obamacare mandate requiring facilitation of sex changes posed irreparable harm to Franciscan Alliance's exercise of religion. Uh, this is a Catholic healthcare organization of 12 hospitals and many provider offices throughout Indiana and Illinois. And the court ultimately found the transsexual mandate unlawful and granted Franciscan Alliance a permanent injunction, injunction so they will no longer face multi-million dollar penalties for refusing to perform sex change operations that violate their religious beliefs. Uh, according to the religious liberty group Beckett, who filed uh, the lawsuit on behalf of the plaintiffs, they said the mandate made no exceptions for providers who believe those procedures to be harmful or object to them on religious grounds, and it applied to all patients, including children, uh, while only the plaintiffs in this case will presently receive protection from these rulings, this and related rulings will, of course, provide legal precedent for future lawsuits. You got to believe this is like this issue, I guess, is going to go to the Supreme Court, just like all of the other religious liberty issues that have to go there, uh, because, you know, I guess the left the left can't stand it when you do not abide by their, I don't know, insistence that it's OK to mutilate children to mutilate adults even, to uh, bake a cake celebrating a transgender, gender trans or gender reveal cake. I mean, it just, they just don't seem to get the whole religious liberty thing, I guess because none of them actually believe in God. Well, their God is, you know, their party, I yeah. think. Their, uh, their political party at this point. I, I'm starting to lose count of how many things that the Biden administration has gotten shot down from in federal court because, and it's, it's, it's amazing to me that that's not a bigger story. Like within, this is not a this is not a surprise, but it's it's very telling to the well, American people. Well, this is people. the Obamacare <clears throat> mandate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but how many others? I mean, just recently about the the uh, student loan uh, mm -hmm. forgiveness, a bunch of other things. Um, he's doing things that are blatantly unconstitutional. Just doesn't give a the, crap. The, uh, like, the moratorium on on paying rent. That. Which wasn't that the one that at the time he said he he knew that it was unconstitutional? He was just going to do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, th that right there is an impeachable offense. Yeah. Just that right there. Yeah. Um, I cannot believe. Um, so you mentioned in that it included children in mm -hmm. this. I don't. Okay. I, yeah. That's un that's unconstitutional. Trying to force people, you know, religious people into doing something that's against their religion. But I mean, the fact that it's legal for doctors to perform operations or prescribe drugs that mutilates their body on a minor should not be legal, period, right. bar none. That's insane. I think it's 47 states allowed gender-affirming care for minors. 47 states. So basically, the vast majority of our country, children are not safe. Mm -hmm. There's only three states that have restrictions. That's insane. And one of them is not Texas. No. We're fighting for that in January. No, and that anyway. pissed me off because I read that and I was like, no, 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 they said something. They refused to take it up. That's all session. they said. They said they were going to look into it. Mm -hmm. Get out of here with that. I know. Look into it. I, I think know. even there was a list that came out like two days ago that said Texas is only like the 26th most conservative state in the country or something. That's wild. Like below average or something. It's you know, the Californians coming in here. And, and we were supposed to be, I mean, look, I'm an immigrant to Texas, so I won't, I'll assimilate, I'll say, yeah. but it was like a, a joke. I mean, Texas was supposed to be so crazy right-wing conservative. That was like the butt of jokes for these people for so long. And, you know, even like in Florida, for example, where they had the, you know, don't say gay bill that was supposed to 
prevent this. They just said, okay, you have to wait until fourth grade to start. And I thought about that and I was like, wait a minute, when did I first have like the, you know, talk about that in school? And it was fourth grade. That was the first time we got the, you know, boys in one room, girls in the other room. Okay, here's what's going to happen to your bodies. Here's what's going to happen to their bodies, et cetera. And it's like, we've lost so much that now they're just cementing, okay, that conversation, you have to wait until fourth grade, but then they're also going to learn about, you know, like anal sex and genital mutilation and stuff. Like that's the state of where our children are in this country. And you mentioned the Supreme Court. That reminded me of, um, you guys probably remember this a lot better than I do. Remember during the 2000s when they would not shut up about George Bush and the unitary executive theory? Mm -hmm. Like they made so many movies about this. Like George Bush is literally Hitler. He's ruling as a dictator because of this obscure legal interpretation or something. They would not shut up about this. But now like Biden's just like, I'm just going to do this. And if I'm the president, then it must be legal. And they're like, so true. But <laughs> it reminds me of um, the point that we were talking about earlier with immigration. When yeah. you've got the Supreme Court arguing now uh, for affirmative action, or at least they were recently. And they actually said, in federal court or in the Supreme Court, and it's on the record now, well, why don't you just control instead of for race for economic factors? Mm -hmm. And they literally said, well, because when we control for just economic factors, you get too many white people. And it's like, I feel so badly for all those like high IQ white guys in the middle of the country yeah. who if they were simply allowed an equal playing field, they could become the engineers and people and they would get infiltrate Twitter and they would just be like, oh, woke? Ah, I don't know about that because <laughs> they've never heard of that. I mean, they're from Nebraska or something, but because the way our government is structured, all of those people have to get pushed under the rug and shoved out to make way for these new Americans to come in from all over the world. Yeah. Um, on the issue of uh, the, the, the trans issue, I want to get back to you just for a second because I think it's so important to highlight uh, the travesties that a lot of these people, oftentimes they are minors, but sometimes they're adults, uh, that they're going through being told that they should transition to another gender when in actuality it's doing more harm than good. A lot of detransitioners coming out and telling their stories. One of them is Chris Beck. This is a retired Navy SEAL uh, who became famous after a 2013 CNN interview where he announced that he was trans transgender. He has since detransitioned and uh, he said that the past 10 years of his transition destroyed his life. Watch. We're hurting our kids. Kids are dying. And I don't want that to happen. It's killing me because I helped do that. Mm. CNN and how they used me. Part of my image is, is hurting these kids. And I want to make sure the whole world knows. Everything you see on CNN with my face, do not even believe a word of it. Everything that happened to me for the last 10 years is just, it's just horrible. It destroyed my life. I destroyed my life. I'm not a victim. I did it to myself. But I had some help. <laughs> He certainly did. Um, he said that traumatic things, you know, happened to him while he was a child and that he was, you know, he, how he was raised was not an excuse for a psychologist to push their agenda. And that's what happened. He also said, as we say so often, it is so freaking easy. These, the medical community, this is like human rights crimes, human rights abuses. He said, I walked into a psychologist's office and in one day had a letter in my hand saying I was transgender. I was authorized for hormones. I was authorized for all this other stuff. Um, they are not doing the due diligence. We've talked to Chloe Cole on the program. They're not doing the due diligence that they, that they need to do and that these people, again, oftentimes minors, deserve these minors, these people who need mental illness treatment, not someone to give them a piece of paper saying, here, you can chop your penis off. I almost had to use the swear jar. You can chop your penis off or you can chop your breasts off. Here you go. I talked to you for 45 minutes. Let's schedule your freaking surgery. I mean, it's... Again, <clears throat> self-censoring, you're welcome, edit team. It is freaking criminal what they are doing to these people who truly need help. I like, look, I know I, I'm, 
I'm going to toss it to you guys for just last words on this. But it is so enraging to me that it's like these people need help. And the medical community is just completely abandoning them and saying, no, you should. We're, we're going to participate in your delusion, oftentimes making this absolutely worse for you. Last word. Uh, that is correct. Um, I think that, you know, once we take power, we should really start to get, <laughs> I guess, into the weeds with things like the Eighth Amendment, you know, cruel and unusual punishment. It's not cruel if they did it to kids and we just do it to them in public. Eye for an eye. And it's not unusual if we normalize it, you know? We just do it so often. It's like, oh, that, yeah, that happens all the time. So I think it should happen to them, too. All the doctors who are performing these surgeries on kids. Yeah. Oh, my God, I totally agree. Yeah, the people he called out, media some of these doctors, definitely a big culpability. And I was getting very pissed off as I was listening to him blame everybody else because mm. I was like, bro, you're not... He did take responsibility. Yeah, you're not... He did take some responsibility. Yeah. But there's just a lot of weak-willed people out there that really pissed me off. And it surprises me coming from like someone like you know a Navy SEAL. I don't get that I, at all. But I mean, some of the people... I guess I should be careful with the way I say it, but seriously though, like... You're a guy, have some balls in a lot of this. And a lot of he this. He might not have those anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he, might, okay. he might not have those anymore. Um, but, and that starts with heads of families. Yeah. You know, raise your children right, raise them to have a mind of their own, a voice of their own. These drones that we're spitting out into colleges and out into the public, that's got to stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. All right. We've got, uh, we got to take another quick break. We'll be right back. Yeah, I just want to talk about Russian state media is mocking the United States for trading Brittany Griner for convicted arms dealer Victor Boot, a.k.a., of course, the merchant of death, instead of uh, former military Paul Whelan. Let's watch some of this, and I'll, I'll read you what they're saying. Watch. He said he is a hero, a decorated Marine covered in medals. He only has one, no two, no three problems. His first problem is that he's white. His second problem is he is a man. His third problem, he is a heterosexual. This is not something that can be forgiven today. It's just a catastrophe. They said, yes, here Griner beats him with every aspect. American voters were given a choice. A hero who suffered while serving in his fatherland, a metal-covered hero who suffered during his service to his fatherland, the United States, or a black lesbian hooked on drugs, who suffered for a vape with hashish. So, that's, I mean, listen, Putin is bad, but where's the lie, I would say, gentlemen? Uh, yeah, well, first off, he was not a decorated Marine covered in medals. That was an embellishment. Mm. He was a dishonorably discharged Marine. Still a Marine. A Marine. Um, he, he can't take that away from me, so he's still a Marine. But also not a spy. But th that's one of the points that I, I've made before is they, he never would have been recruited to be a spy because he was dishonorably discharged. That would have immediately knocked him out. Um, so it's total bull crap and mm -hmm. trumped up. What's, what's crazy here is that our media, mainstream media, for pointing this out, will call us spreaders of Russian disinformation and mm -hmm. propaganda. Mm -hmm. I think something that Russia is very, very good at is um, providing, because they're, they're all about nationalism, that's what controls their state. So people will say, hey, they're the Christian leaders in the world. No, they're not. They're not the Christian leaders, leaders in the world. But they do talk a lot about Christian values and stuff to galvanize their people. And it's also a lot of this, like, they're, they're stepping out against woke, you know, they're being anti-woke and they're stepping out against that. Um, the crazy thing is, 
I, they're doing that for propaganda for their people to galvanize them. We're calling something a truth that they're talk, talking about. We're, we're saying, hey, look, yes, that is true. But we're not spreading Russian propaganda for saying, look, that is true. And it absolutely right. is true. Right. The, the, the thing that, that Griner has is, you know, she's, she's black, she's female, and she's, she's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're not going to get the white dude out. Right. Obviously. It's ridiculous. It is. It's, it's really sad. Um, when you oh, think- and, the, and I'm saying, and, and the Victor Boot, yeah. uh, him being traded for, should have been traded for a spy or multiple spies. That's how bad he was. Yeah, well, I know that's, that's like what is so fascinating to me is just how weak this administration is that they're, they're doing a one-for-one trade as if Brittany Griner, you know, that trade, that exchange is as valuable as a Victor Boot. Like, if you're going to do that trade and it's not a, a one-for-one like a spy or someone comparable, like Jason said... It's multiple people. You're getting multiple yeah. uh, American civilians out for this exchange. You're not just like, oh, yeah, sure, one for one. Take your pick for the merchant of death. Yeah, if I had my tinfoil hat on, I would say that that was intentional to like demoralize American patriots, to think that like you can go and serve your country and become a Marine, mm. and then the government is going to pick somebody who is openly hostile towards the country that you love so much that you risked your life to serve for it, and you know who's also like not even... A relevant cultural figure. I mean, this is like the most famous thing that this person's ever been involved in, who was also, you know, hooked on drugs, uh, as everything else that they mentioned there. So I think that that really does discourage, like, normal people from just, like, pursuing things that would be good for their country. It's this, it's the invasion, like, all this stuff happens, and you've got conservatives who are really involved in politics. Imagine how many people have just, like, dropped out and just given up, and they just want to, like, ride the decline, you know, pursue, you know, earthly pleasures and just get high and just kind of get through life without actually pursuing anything greater because it's like, what left is there to pursue? Yeah, You've also uh, discouraged it, you know, people going into the military. And like, law enforcement. And, and law enforcement. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you, but you've encouraged countries like Russia and China yep. to just t- take random Americans if they go as tourists off, because they'll trade anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're encouraging more abductions across the world over this. I mean, I really, you could make so much more of a point of Russian collusion um, with this particular trade under the Joe Biden watch than you could with Donald Trump. Certainly... None of this, you know, happened. Uh, the invasion of Ukraine, all of that conveniently didn't happen under Donald Trump's watch. Um, and I want to, to, to read you here, specifically for you, John, because I know you are Donald Trump's biggest fan. True. Um, Trump wrote on Truth Social about this matter. I turned down a deal with Russia for a one-on-one swap of the so-called merchant of death for Paul Whelan. I wouldn't have made the deal for 100 people in exchange for someone that has killed untold numbers of people with his arms deals. I would have gotten Paul out, however, just as I did with a record number of other hostages. The deal for Griner is crazy and bad. The taking wouldn't have even happened during my administration. But if it did, I would have gotten her out fast. Your response. Well, that's really the genius with the Brandon administration because you've got all of the tens of billions of dollars funding this proxy war in Ukraine simply to throw like the scent off the trail. So they don't actually understand that there is collusion between the Biden administration and Russia uh, because of Brittany Griner in particular, who was like obviously mm-hmm. this genius calculated political actor who they were trying to leverage. But they didn't want people to know about that collusion, <laughs> so they were funding this proxy war against Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, last word on Trump's remarks. Uh, I, I think he's exactly right. I mean, yeah. the, the, there, there was no reason why this guy should have gone out. I mean, all the people they claim to care about, people in Africa, he was funding all the Africa wars, mm-hmm. for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, who is he going to get procure arms for now? Russian military? Uh, Russian mercenaries that are now in eastern Ukraine? Yeah. Your biggest, 
you know, like flagship issue that you love right now. Yeah. I mean, it goes against everything. It's yeah. nuts. Uh, again, in regarding his statement, where's the lie? <laughs> We've got more to come. We'll be right back. A few weeks ago, sports writer Grant Wall complained on Twitter that he was detained at the World Cup in Qatar for wearing a pride shirt. Uh, yesterday, the same Grant Wall collapsed and died suddenly during a game at the World Cup. The circumstances around his death are unclear. Uh, he previously said he had bronchitis after catching a nasty bug at the World Cup, visited a clinic for some meds. His brother, however, believes that Wall was targeted and killed for supporting LGBTQ issues over in Qatar, uh, I completely unrelated YouTube. I also would just like to know his status of how many vaccines he had. Maybe he got a booster before he went overseas. I don't know. But what I do know is it's always very fascinating to watch Americans travel to other countries and become shocked to learn that they don't tolerate LGBTQ communities as much as America does, where they're so oppressed here. John. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm praying for him, but... There is this sort of weird... You're praying for him. He's dead. Yeah, well, you can pray for somebody's soul, <laughs> okay. uh, which I'm definitely doing for this guy who hates me. Well, hated me probably, past tense. Uh, it is interesting to see how, like, the remnants of the anti-war left who were like, well, there's just all these different cultures and everyone's just like... And then they go over and they're like, oh, no, I don't like your culture. I'm going to, like, try to antagonize you by wearing this T-shirt and, you know, expressing my... Uh, proclivities in, in ways that are inconducive with your culture. Yeah, so they're so oppressed, Jason. It could go both ways, either or. The bad thing is we'll never see a real investigation <laughs> no. on sudden adult death syndrome. Right, right. right. Yeah, sad. Mm -hmm. Don't worry, There's no, it's, it's, again, sad. How is it unrelated. sad if it makes me happy? <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.